It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Yeah, thank you. And what else? Oh, no, crickets, no crickets. Oh. That's, what, that's construction we have. That's my next cosmetic procedure. <laughs> that's what it's That's what we're like. having done today, I think. So Yeah. Uh, welcome everybody to the show. Welcome to the Good Looks show. Well, but you know, looks aren't everything. They but aren't. they are something. Yes. And um, we would be kidding ourselves if we didn't address it because, you know, it's uh it's especially when you're online dating, uh, appearance, image is everything. Right, and you've got like a minute, less than a minute, seconds, seconds to make an impression. Unfortunately, people are very visual. Unfortunately, I guess people are very visual, and they make a judgment, and they see, uh, you know, your picture and what you look like. And so, our job here on Done Being Single is to get you date ready. Okay. If so, you not already are. And what we've been uh, talking about over the past few weeks has been more of an internal readiness. And uh, so the uh, that has taken up a lot of uh, the segments uh, each week is how to get ourselves emotionally ready. And yes. that's a really important part. Uh, but we can't ignore the physicality of being ready. And yeah. I think that's what brings us to today's show. Yeah, you know, we're all about doing the work uh, from on the inside because ultimately, I don't care how good looking you are. I don't care if you're you know, a supermodel of the world or George Clooney, if you aren't looking good on the inside, yeah, that's, there's something, there's sound, okay. Um, if, you know, it's, uh, it, I would say the number one sexiest thing, male or female, is confidence. Yes. Right? It, it, so, so you could be, you know, uh, extraordinary looking. And if you have no confidence or if you're ugly on the inside, Good luck. Well, to it's, you. it still helps if you're extraordinary looking and no confidence. Just be quiet, <laughs> and that'll probably get you laid. It'll get you far, and you'll probably have very few issues. But if you are extraordinary looking and zero confidence, and everything comes out of your mouth, is people are going, huh? Uh, that's probably going to work in an opposite direction for you. Right. But what did uh, what did Bill Maher once say? Is it his line that he said, "Show me, uh, show me a beautiful woman, and I'll show you a man that's tired of fucking her." <laughs> okay. Is there something like that? Uh, I don't know. I remember hearing it from him. Yeah. That's not good. Okay, right, so but you get what I'm saying. Okay, yes, I don't. It's uh, it, it, if if you don't have it in the inside on the inside, um, it's yuck. So so our job here is to get you guys. Uh, date ready, up to speed, um, and looking good on it from the inside out, outside in. And hopefully today, today's episode, we're going to address a lot of your questions, a lot of our questions uh, on how to look your best. All right. So, um, you know, I consider ourselves to be fairly uh, decent looking people. And, uh, you know, I find you to be incredibly attractive and very beautiful and I love looking at you all the day, times of the day, and 
You do? Oh, sure. Thank you, Ivy. When you're sleeping in the middle of the night, all that, of course. Wow, even when I'm sweating at night? Absolutely. That's itchy uh, and moody. Oh, that's one of your best. And really? Yes. I, oh, you're, that's when you shine. When oh, you no, gleam and you just, yes. Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. I think that was you. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't know. Was <laughs> Thank you so I, much. I may have been dreaming last night. But um, so uh, I, I think that uh, others, um, I know I can't, I can't recall really saying that about past relationships necessarily. Uh, and uh, that's why we are together. And, uh, and I love that. Uh, but I think that um, we all have a, a sense of how we perceive ourselves and how we are perceived out there and how that can be improved sometimes. And sometimes we're not even thinking about that. And it can be superficial or it can go a little deeper. And uh, it could have something to do, I think confidence, what we just mentioned, is, is very important. Uh, other aspects of that could be uh, simple grooming procedures, uh, just being aware of how you look at different angles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, consciousness uh, is not a bad thing. Being aware, being mindful of your personal grooming, your presentation, um, it takes work being single. I'm not going to lie. It, it is a, it's a job in so many ways, and um, you, can't, you can't fall down on the job. So it requires, I mean, life, just, you know, just living requires maintenance and upkeep. It does. But I would say that, yeah, being single, you have a little bit of an extra responsibility because especially if you're out there and you're active and you're looking, um, you want to you look your best. So there are, there are from, from the sublime to the ridiculous, I'm sure there are tons of different things and procedures and treatments and methods, and we're going to address some of those today. Um, but I, I can say that even just the smallest little tweaks, uh, wow, they can, they can make a huge improvement. I mean, I'm going to just say, um, here's mine. Here's, here's one that I think is a no-brainer, super easy, not expensive, teeth whitening. Correct? It, it why not? Sure. Teeth whitening and or fixing. Uh is uh to me um that's kind of an is that an easy fix? It should be. So, right? I mean uh, doesn't doesn't it's not doesn't take does it? Well, uh it, you know, it's uh it, available. You can buy uh over the counter things that will help that I think that's a huge thing smiling because I'm so I'm big on smiling I'm big on eye contact I'm big on um that's just you know that's like your calling card that's your welcome sign is your smile and if your teeth are dull it's aging if they're not you know wow I think you could just improve make a huge improvement with with you know dental work uh Okay. Um, okay. So, let's see. One of my uh, things I think would be um, a good grooming mirror yes. to help you see yourself close up. Yes. I think that's an important thing. Whether you have hairs growing out of certain parts of your face that never used to be there. Yes. Just I, yesterday, I, and all of a sudden they sprout like a corn cob. Just. 
uh, FYI to our listeners, Robbie Scharf is loves his magnifying mirror. I mean, he loves that thing. Well, he is it, he's one of the great pluckers and trimmers of all <laughs> of our time. Oh gosh, okay. And I get in there too. I'm but. Boy, do you! But I and I, and I oh my! I need my glasses too. On glasses. top of it, magnifying yeah. mirror, and and you know what? It's That's not easy. I, I always I I always sort of laugh to myself that God is um, like fucking with my vision so that I won't look too hard at myself because if I do, it is not good. Not looking too long, too hard. That is not good. And I think I have to thank God, uh, he or she, for uh, providing me with a a wife that. Doesn't have great eyesight, so that actually helps me. Oh no, in, I can't. Not you should see me be, wash dishes. <laughs> I have to wear my glasses to wash the dishes. And then I have to. And then he'll come them. out, and then Robbie will come out into the living room and say, and point to like a, something on the t- the dish, and he'll say, "Did you miss a little something?" <laughs> so okay. I always say to him, "You do the dishes. You're better at it. I can't see shit. So see, you do the dishes." This is your way of getting out doing the dishes. I get it. I, you're, it's a master. Plan. It is. It I is. Get that. I know. All right. That's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind. So anyway, so yeah, um, back to our magnifying mirror. Uh, it's good to have. I, I recommend it to anybody mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, plucking and trimming and grooming and quaffing from the head down. Oh, boy. From the head down, people. You want to start going south now? Uh, yeah, let's go there. Okay. Okay, let's talk about it. Well, we okay. Yes, we will. It's part of all of this, isn't it? It's just, uh, um, I actually did not know what manscaping was until uh, I met you. What? Did not. I don't think I knew what it was until I, I did not you let know. Me know about it. I, I mean, you are a master that. manscaper. Well, I have a I have a guy come in twice a week and, <laughs> and mow the lawn. Yes, and mow the lawn. Oh, no, I, so, uh, oh, I have someone coming in yeah. with a machete. <laughs> oh and, yes, and, um, and trim the and trim the bushes. Oh, those poor machetes! You go through more machetes than. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because now I'm on the. I'm hip to the trip. I'm hip to the. Wow. uh, To the. And you know. I'm a little late to the waxing game. I think we have to really give some applause there where it's warranted because uh, this was not always the case. Um, And anybody that's uh, survived the '70s has uh, knows what I'm talking about when we talk about. Well, I wouldn't go that far. um, '70s. I did not have that. Honey, you I had, did not have that. I was. I had. Angela Davis I had, had 90, less hair on her head. I than, had 90s okay. bush. All right. I so, had. I had beginning of the turning of the century. But I got. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I got myself up to speed, and um, and now I'm aerodynamic. Yes, you are. And we so, love and it makes that. you happy, and oh. whatever, and whatever makes my hubby happy. My gosh, I'm all it, for it. You know, yes. Wow. But uh, anyway, you know, it's um, you don't have to go to extremes, people. You know, a little goes a long way. I'm not talking just down there. I'm just saying everywhere. You know, just and I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in at some point because I don't know if all of you guys know this, but I am a um, fitness professional. Uh, before I was um, a well-known radio host. Uh, I'm a uh, I was a group fitness instructor, and I am currently a personal fitness trainer and and I've been doing it for 30 plus years so I know a lot and I've seen a lot and um, I've got great insight into all things physical I guess and um, 
fitness, you know, being fit and fabulous. And again, going back to the confidence thing uh, comes out. Let's circle back around to the fear thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which this show is really ultimately based on is, is finding your confidence, facing your fears, being mindful of your, of your limiting thoughts, your self-defeating thoughts, you're self-sabotaging. It's all. It's all worked in. It's all. We all weave it together. So we are going to. Um, we're going to have two great guests today. And I can't see that. You're okay. Wrap it up. He's pointing to my to our cue cards. Uh, we've got great guests, and we're going to bring them on after the break. Kimberly Seltzer, image consultant, and Dr. Andre Berger who is an expert um, anti-aging medical doctor. And um, we're going to get all your questions asked, mine including, because I've got a ton. So thank you. So um, what else, Lovey? That's uh, it. I think you did a hell of a job. And uh, we are going to take a break and come back with uh, Kimberly Seltzer right after this. Now, back to done being single with dating badasses, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. All right, we are back, and we want to give a shout-out to the many listeners that we have all over the world. It's really pretty incredible when mm-hmm. we get our reports on who is listening. So we just want to uh, say hi to everybody in Australia, in Canada, China, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Ireland, Italy, mm-hmm. Japan, Mexico, Nigeria. What? Yes. and They are done Saint, being single in Nigeria. St. Petersburg, Russia. Ru- what? S- Singapore. Hi, Vladimir. S- <laughs> Sri Lanka. Putin's Sweden. Done being single. Trinidad and Tobago. And United Arab Emirates. The UK, which means England and Scotland. Yeah. Shout out to Daryl Davies if you're listening because he, he is my UK friend. Very cool. And then we have a lot in the US, which is just wonderful. And uh, one you, day everybody. we'll give shout outs to the cities because yeah. it's, it's pretty comprehensive. So uh, let's get back to All our right. show. So we're going to um, introduce Kimberly Seltzer, who's with us today. She's a therapist, certified style coach, dating coach, and matchmaker. She has helped hundreds of people find lasting love and connection and build valuable relationships using her unique confidence makeover process, using an outside-in approach. Kim has changed hundreds of lives by changing their style emotional and social intelligence using her signature formula, the charisma quotient, uh, which works on body language, first impressions, image, and messaging, and how it impacts attraction. Kim, are you there? I am here. Come on in, girl. Hello. Welcome to Done Being Single. Love it. Good to be here. So, um, oh my gosh, you do some great things, and I'm super curious about what you do and your combination of therapy, coaching, and image image consulting. Tell me, tell us how it works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love what you guys were talking about before, you know, how the outside in, inside out. I mean, it's all, to me, it's all the same, right? There's a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner. And yes, image matters. And if <laughs> if you knew me like 20 years ago, first of all, I, I never thought I would say those words, right? Me being a therapist, working on the inside for so long. However, I have to say, after going through my own transformation, and I mean, we can talk about 
me in a bit. But really, that's why I'm so passionate about doing what I do, because it wasn't until I went through it myself that I saw the impact it had on how we how we view ourselves has a tremendous impact in the way others view us. And so that's why now I teach how to work from the outside in instead of the inside out. Because I think that you actually have to visually and viscerally feel something different in order to get the results, in order to really, really change. And that's what I I help people with. So I do these kind of outside in makeovers where, I mean, you know, people work with me in person and we do, I mean, who doesn't love the show What Not to Wear, right? Like that was one, that was one of the like inspirational kind of shows that I saw while I was going through my own transformation. I'm like, gosh, those people are happy. I, I, I want to do that. And then I wondered like, do people still continue in that happy state after they get the makeover? And so I kind of became obsessed with this whole idea and I got to tell you, when I do these makeover intensives and I see when people walk out of the dressing room feeling different, looking different, and then how it impacts their dating life, it's mm-hmm. its tremendous. I mean, I have endless stories and we can share some maybe on the air today. But That would be great. Yeah. No, it, it, this really is such an interesting thing. And, and then, of course, I do the therapy and I do the coaching and all that. But I, I find that when you put people into action that's what thrusts people into change rather than just talking about it. I always say, like, show me, don't tell me, right? So is the confidence factor of what it is uh, you're encountering with people, uh, is that like the number one thing that uh, people overcome and then you can work on other things? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I don't think people normally call me up and say, hey, I have a confidence issue. But I think that's what's really underneath it all. And to me, I don't believe that there's not like a confident person. I believe that confidence is experience. So if you're not feeling confident in an area, it's it's because you haven't had exposure to it or you've had a negative experience around it. So for me, it's giving people a corrective experience, a positive experience, if you will, in the way they view themselves especially when it comes to attraction and dating so that they get a different result than, because I love how your show is all about, you know, breaking patterns. And it's the only way that I feel like you can break a pattern is to feel something different. So yeah, confidence definitely is something I think is the result of what people feel when they, when they, you know, walk out of the experience with me. And I always say like men and women love people who love themselves right? It's not about the man or the woman. It's about how you view yourself. And that is usually what determines other people and how they treat you. Okay. So what if you're working with a client who thinks he has no game, Uh who just doesn't, you know, doesn't have what he, maybe he does or he doesn't, but maybe, but it doesn't matter because inside he thinks he has no, he has no game. He has no mojo. What do you do? Yeah, I and, and actually that's a common scenario. And so that's like my whole charisma quotient, right? I believe that charisma is the key to a lot. And I have three ingredients and you kind of said it in my bio. One is working on a style intelligence. The second is the emotional intelligence. And the third is the social intelligence. So it's the way that he, first of all, appears. So I would, first of all, assess his style intelligence you know, start from the outside. And I find guys in particular, and Robbie, you can back me up here, but guys for the most part don't really like 
talk about shopping much and they don't, they kind of sometimes rely on a woman or an outside, you know, view to get an image that they feel confident in. And so that's like one of the first things that's really awesome. I love shopping with guys. And and I love shopping with girls and I I happen to love shopping, but I don't think it's something that a guy would initially bring up early on in a date with somebody because then that you, you may question his uh, priorities uh, so, but he has to, it's nice for you to inquire, do you like to shop? And, you know, if you do, uh, what kind of things do you buy and how, how do you dress? I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of casing this person out, uh, very quickly by just looking at them, aren't you? Right. Well, you know, and then I tell guys, guys are all about what's effective and what's efficient, right? So I kind of come up from that angle. If you knew that, your image would increase your dating success by 55%. That's just not me talking. That's research. I mean, what guy wouldn't do that, right? And so, yeah, I have them submit pictures and we do a whole image assessment along with the other stuff, the inside as well. But I really, like, I take a whole holistic approach in helping people. So I think we, like, that's a great place to start. It was so funny. There was this guy that I was working with and he he exactly he called me for the exact scenario, Trevor, that you were talking about, and he just had no game. And he was this bouncer, and <laughs> he kind of had that life. And he wore and he was from the Midwest, and he wore these like kind of oversized clothes and these T-shirts. And um, when I saw him, I said, "Look, I can help you, but we really can't do anything without." talking about your image. And so he said, well, what do you mean? Like shopping? And I said, yeah. So we went shopping and he was so nervous, by the way. And he's, you know, we're going around just kind of following me like a puppy dog in the department store. And I was teaching him about his body type, what looks good on him, what what women find sexy. Because here's the thing, many guys don't realize, like image matters for us ladies too, when we're looking at a guy, like, you know, we're always talking about women looking good, but yeah, like we like a guy who's well-dressed and we'll notice. And so we, that's what I did. I helped him get like a nice leather jacket, a button down that fit him really well, some nice jeans that fit him and his legs. And if you could see the swagger he got from that as he mm-hmm. walked out of the dressing room. It was amazing. It was profound. I mean, his body language shifted. The way he communicated shifted. And from there, you know, we kind of worked on other things. But then I got an email a little bit later saying, he thanked me saying, never before did he notice women checking him out. And he started dating up a storm and then got himself a girlfriend. Uh, I love that. Love hearing that. that, That's got to make you feel good, too. Kind of reminds me of me and Robbie a little bit when we first started going out. Robbie did not dress for his, his body. Uh-huh. Uh, like for, I don't know. Uh, he was dressing a little like his pants were too baggy and his shirts were too big. And, and now, um, and he just didn't, he needed the woman. So I ended up set. growing into them. No, <laughs> no. He ended up getting, he ended up meeting me and then getting married. And then we really um, started dressing him better because he, because he's, a great looking guy and um, should be wearing clothes that fit and that, that really flatter him. So I, you know, I'm all for the image. I, this is what I do for a living. I believe in it. And I just want to know, and we're going to ask, I want to get more into this after the break guy, a guy comes to you and says, Hey, Kim, I want to work with you. You got to help me get laid. 
Mm-hmm. I need <laughs> chicks. Be yep. honest. Be honest with me. Really, what do I need to? How honest? And uh, for women as well. How, oh yeah. How honest can you go, and without hurting someone's feelings? So and we only have we I have one to minute know. to a break. So, uh, you have an answer for that in one minute, Kim? In one minute, I'm all I can say is I'm brutally honest because what your friends and your family can't tell you, I will. Good. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, we um, I, I'm always afraid to hurt people's feelings. I just I don't you know, as, I, I'm and I'm always so like encouraging you look as you look great as you are. Mm-hmm. You look great. You don't have to change a thing. You look great. And that's a very important thing to tell people. That if they don't lose that five pounds, if they sh- don't happen to lose the gut or, you know, get the, the the biceps, I mean, it doesn't matter if you feel good. It's all that counts. So I'm I am very careful not to undermine people's confidence while working with them. I I just yeah, but you know what's interesting is that people really love when you are telling them these things, because if they knew that something little like whitening their teeth could make a huge impact in the way their smile is and their approachability factor will go up, they're so appreciative. But you're right, like friends and family have a a certain relationship and emotional attachment. And it's different than like someone like me, who's like professional and in ways that I'm helping people. So it definitely can make a difference. And yeah, no, this is the stuff that excites me. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Okay. We're so gonna, we're going to go to an, a break, and we're going to bring in Doctor okay. Andre Berger Great. coming out of that. Good transition and, here. But uh, Kim, stay with us, and uh, we'll be right back. Now, back to done being single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. All right, All right. we are. Okay, we're back. Why? Uh, what is that? Who? I don't know. Oh, okay. there's a cow in here. <laughs> Get it Somebody's out. having a cow. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to introduce Dr. Andre Berger, who is the driving force behind Rejuva Life Vitality Institute, a cosmetic and anti-aging medical practice located in Beverly Hills. He believes that a balance of cosmetic procedures, anti-aging medicine, traditional medicine, and complementary therapy are the key to our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. Welcome, Andre. Dr. Berger. Hello, Andre. Great, great to be on. Trevor, uh, you said, I heard you say very carefully, listening to you, you said looks aren't everything. Didn't I not hear you say that? Yes. I have to tell you this. Looks are everything. I'll tell you why. Amen. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about relationships here and and people who want to give another start. And uh, there's only one thing that they have to do in order to have a chance for that. And that is they have to understand what attractiveness actually means and what we perceive as attractive and why and what we don't perceive as attractive and why. Uh, Because, and I'm saying this because the facts are that attractiveness is biological in every way. Um, And attractiveness is about You've heard of this term, survival of the fittest? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Attractiveness mm-hmm. biologically is about a survival of the fittest. You know, um, we, from birth, as we develop and mature, the initial part of our development and leading into the time when we're most fertile, this is about nurturing healthy bodies and 
the idea here is we are most attractive to mates that have the best chance of carrying on our genes. That is the reality. That's biologically built into our DNA. So there's a tremendous advantage if you work with the foundations of that basic drive. So fertility traits are the essence of attractiveness, and they're going to give you a very, very primitive mm-hmm. vitality reflex. Because, yes. Because that's what drives us. Now, we can get into details of that, which I'd love to. Okay, well, we are. And biological, yeah. Okay, so piggybacking yeah. on last week's episode, I said that if you have um, tools available to you and resources and things use them i mean why not get a leg up you know it's 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 a jungle out there in the dating world and um, oh they've seen you (laughs) and if you can get some kind of advantage why not so um i'm just i'm curious when you see when i'm sure some of your most of maybe of your uh clientele and patients are single uh men and women Dr. Berger, what's their biggest complaint when they come in to see you? Um, Look, they either don't, they're not looking good, you know, that's, uh, we can talk about that, or they're not feeling good, or they're, or both are not working. So Mm -hmm. people are either not feeling well, and the essence of this is, you know, how many people that you see that are unattractive, how many people that are unattractive to you do you think are actually healthy? Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people who are unattractive are not healthy. Now, there is a, right. an exception to every rule, but that's reality. So when you talk about the inside and outside connection, health is very critical to appearance. What are people trying to hide? What, what are you trying to hide as you get mm-hmm. older? You're trying to hide bad genes, mm-hmm. you're trying to hide poor health, or you're trying to hide some aesthetic decline. Because as we age, aesthetically, we look less and less like we're at the prime of fertility. And built into our DNA, hardwired into that is a reflex of how that interprets our attractiveness. So all the cosmetic procedures and all of the other anti-aging kinds of approaches are really designed in trying to mitigate bad genes, you know, optimize health because optimal health means optimal attractiveness, and reversing to the extent possible aesthetic decline. Does that make sense to you all? Yes. Okay. Now, there's another important point here, and that is that we are talking about a situation that leads to a whole beauty industry and cosmetic industry that's really designed to create deceit. Okay. Okay, because if you're going to hide something, you're creating Mm -hmm. some form of deceit unless, you know, you actually cured that thing. So if you had bad genes or you have, you know, aesthetic decline, you're creating some deceit to correct it. So I'll give you an example, right? So let's just say that you've got a lot of wrinkles and you get some Botox. Well, okay, so your wrinkles are softened, and then when you express yourself, you appear to have less efficient anger, and then you're going to project a much more youthful impression. 
And, of course, a lot of that, again, it's subliminal. It's built into our DNA. It's just instinctually, it's a, it's a blink thing. You don't think about it. Other things that we do to create deceit, hairstyles, okay, mm-hmm. uh, clothing styles, makeup, even posture, because it increases likability, it increases friendliness, and it certainly increases power. You know, I think you had a guest on a little while back in one of your shows, Dr. Zana. Did you remember mm-hmm. Dr. Zana? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what she, what she probably said was that it's your physicality that really defines you. It defines everything about you. It defines your personality. It defines your persona. And it's going to define how you're going to do in relationships. So physicality is very, very, I'd say, critical in defining how you yes. successful you're going to be in a relationship. Now, um, let's yeah. talk about the problem with deceit, okay? So what are you trying to hide? So if you use, I'll give you an example, women. Um, women who use excessive makeup, okay, to hide something, do you think that's attractive? No, because, no, because, 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 you, because the you know they're hiding ob- something. The, the deceit is obvious, right? Exactly. Right. A guy who combs his hair over a balding spot on his head, do you think that's, you know, is that, right. is that attractive? No, never. No, because, again, it's, a, it's obvious deceit. So the kind of deceit that's attractive is what I would have to term subliminal optimization. You know, a millimeter is like a mile. And the only thing you want to do is if you understand those features in both a man and a woman that create the uh, higher, higher, a much higher level of attractiveness biologically, that's the way you approach it, um, certainly from a cosmetic perspective. So you, you, have, pay, you have people that, you know, um, are walking around and some of them look like caricatures. They have huge lips. They've had, they've had surgery, and their faces does not look natural. And they've tried to do these things, or they've had, uh, uh, you know, breast augmentation, or they've had their buttocks enlarged, their asses made bigger, so, uh, mm-hmm. Brazilian butt lift or implants or something. And you look at these, these folks, and... Um, if they're done in, you know, if it's over the top and it's not done in a natural way, if the patient looks in any way done, done, then they've created a deceit that's obvious and their attractiveness actually regresses. It goes down. So I'm going to tell you what the most important characteristics of attractiveness are. Okay? In a right. female, it's certainly symmetry. Symmetry. One side has to look like the other. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you said earlier, this is a, I was listening carefully to your build-up, and you, you were talking about um, extraordinary looking. Remember? Right. Robbie? Yes. yes. You used that term. Extraordinary yes. looking is not the ideal. As a matter of fact, if you're too attractive, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a fact, biologically. And the reason for that is, first of all, I would tell you that averageness is probably the most important quality to give you the best chance at success. And the reason for this is that, one, if you're too good-looking from a you biological an evolutionary perspective, you're not safe because somebody else is going to go out and want to grab you. Mm-hmm. And if you are you know, less than average-looking, 
what's wrong with you? You have bad genes, you have poor health, etc. So averageness actually biologically is the ideal. So if you're trying to overshoot it too much, you're going to actually, you know, minimize the, the total aesthetic benefit. And a female also, it's the sexual dimorphism. It's the things about their face that make them really be a, you look attractive to to others, and uh, that again is a mixture of symmetry and averageness, and it's a high forehead, cheekbones, small nose, chin, wider eyes, fuller lips, thin eyebrows, thick hair, and certainly a low waist-to-hip ratio. And breast size is actually questionable because it varies from culture to culture. But um, um, I have a question. Do we have time for a question? We have a, we have a, we have a minute, yes. Okay. Do you ever turn people away? Do you ever say, I can't do that or you don't need that? Well, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not about that. It's not about um, I can't do that. If, if somebody brings in a picture and they say, I want to look like that, I would say, well, look, that's, that's just not realistic. You know, and, uh, you know, if you can find somebody that will commit to doing that, I suggest you be very careful and leave immediately. Uh, so it's about the reasonable and correct expectations. Um, what I can do is I can do what I've said, is that I, I can augment those traits that will make them optimally attractive. I can't make them into, if I make them into looking like somebody who's done or looking mm-hmm. like somebody else, then I failed. I have to just make them look like a more youthful, better version of themselves and not look done. Then I know I've done a great job. Patients usually always very happy. Um, and so I don't take on patients. That makes sense. That want the doctor, we the have top. to take a break, Dr. Berger, but uh, that's wonderful advice. And we're going to come back with uh, more Dr. Berger and Kim Seltzer right after this break. Thank you, guys. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. All right, we are back with Dr. Andre Berger and Kim Salser. And uh, Dr. Berger, uh, what you were talking about before we went to our, our break are things uh, that you are able to help people uh, make them the best they can be without confining them to a picture or something that they bring in. That, that doesn't make sense. Uh, but you, you're not a plastic surgeon. You don't do that type of work. Is that correct? I do. I'm a cosmetic surgeon. So I do you cosmetic are. surgery. Yeah. I don't do reconstructive. I do cosmetic surgery and I do anti-aging medicine. Uh, anti-aging medicine is really about dealing with the inside. It, it really relates to hormonal balance and a lifestyle improvement and then just uh, you know eliminating everyone's obstacles to um, an optimal health span which will lead to an optimal lifespan and um, and the essence of what I do is uh, if, the, if the listeners are interested it, it's really well described in my book called the Beverly Hills anti-aging prescription and that's available on either iTunes or on Amazon. Again, it's the Beverly Hills Anti-Aging Prescription by Andre Berger, MD. And um, that would give the listeners a really good understanding of how we work the inside. As far as the outside and cosmetic surgery, we do the whole gamut of, you know, uh, treatments. 
uh, including cosmetic dermatology, which would mean, you know, lasers, peels, injectables, you know, the Botox and okay. neurotoxins, all the different fillers. And then with regards to uh, the cosmetic surgery, we're going to do uh, things like body contouring, which is extremely possible today, uh, popular today. Uh, you know, liposuction, body contouring, fat transfers uh, to the buttocks, to the breast, to the face, to the hands. Um, we do uh, thread lifting and, you know, a whole host of other procedures to... You know, create that it is your, ability. It is your to, one-stop is shopping place. Soup to nuts, and I'm, wow. I'm yeah. talking nuts. Right. Single All people. Right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, I speak, okay, so I have a question. How would you advise a divorce guy coming out of a long marriage who's worried about his looks or sexual stamina? You've got I one would tell him to make an appointment with me immediately. <laughs> okay. That would be my advice. And, and, if he, and, and he only has to do one thing. To be successful, just one thing. You know what that is? No. You have to Get do what I tell him. Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's, that's good advice. Uh, Kim, did you have something you want to do? Uh, uh, offer up. Uh, yeah, because after Andre, you were work with him, then send him over to me so I can help him dress and get some <laughs> swagger and communicate and flirt. So I think I then send we him have any, a good assembly I wouldn't send him anywhere going. else. <laughs> Yeah, and then I and then I will get him into the gym, and beat him into submission. Wow! Yes. Oh my God! And I like that. Yes, I will do my part, which I do well, except on my own husband, who is the worst client ever. Um, some guys just don't. They, just, you know, he takes good care of himself from the neck up. Okay. Very meticulous. Um, okay. Um, okay. So more questions. Speaking, speaking of which. Andre, is there such a thing as menopause? Yeah, of course. So, um, uh, menopause is, you know, very common. It really refers to uh, a decline in testosterone in men. Uh, You know, maleness in men is 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 very basic. It has to do with androgens, testosterone, and its derivatives. So all of the male vitality metrics, all the signs and symptoms of decline of attractiveness in men are related to, for the most part, in most cases, decline in testosterone androgen levels. So, you know, that's really critical. So, uh, and now this can happen, uh, you know, anywhere uh, after the age of 35, mid-30s, and, and then the incidence really increases after age of 50. It's uh, become more and more prevalent in society, and um, but it's easily treatable. And actually, um, many men are referred for treatment by their significant others because, uh, you know, they've lost their mojo, they've lost their sex drive, they're grumpy. They have what we call male irritability syndrome. Um, oh, my God. Yes. You know, I'd like to know about some treatments. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the, the, the treatment is, first of all, you, you know, we evaluate everybody. Every We're talking about men. We'll evaluate them with blood work and saliva testing, and they'll get an have a whole bunch of questionnaires that they'll have to answer, and then they'll come in and, 
based on the testing results and the answers to the questions, and there'll be more questions I ask when I see them, I can tell them exactly what their deficiencies are, and I can tell them what kind of a treatment they need, treatment path they need, um, you know, to achieve the goals that they're setting forth. And then, you know, if they want to become a patient, we replace what's deficient and shore up all the other obstacles that we find. Um, you know, a lot of those obstacles in most men are are lifestyle. I mean, it's the imagine your life is a table with four legs. Okay, those four legs are nutrition, exercise, stress, and sleep. All right. So go ask yourself, everybody who's listening, how stable is your table? Okay, does it have four strong legs, two strong legs, one strong? Because if your table is wobbly, you're going down. Then you're going to have, you're going to build a house of cards with treatment. So we can't really see effective treatment in patients who have don't have a stable uh, foundation. So lifestyle is critical. You guys talked about that. Um, you know, Trevor, you want to beat the crap out of them in the gym, and that's great, um, and probably help them maybe a little bit with nutrition. That's important. And obviously, since stress is a main issue, anything we can do like, you know, to relieve their stress is important. Of course, sleep is if you don't sleep, you can't never be healthy and you'll never be attractive. So you know, nobody won't think of somebody who looks tired and has dark circles under your eyes as attractive compared to somebody who doesn't have those issues. So uh, we build on that, and the treatment is hormone replacement therapy. And for guys, uh, if they're over 50, usually it's testosterone replacement. We give them testosterone. If they're under 50 and, you know, we check it out, a lot of them don't need the testosterone, um, but we give them kind of a messenger medication uh, that allows them to produce their own testosterone very effectively because okay. their problem is not that the factory isn't producing the goods, it's that the factory is not getting the message from their pituitary gland. What and um, our, um, that's more common. We have one. We have one, uh, Dr. Berger, sorry to cut you off. We only have a minute left, and we want to make sure everybody... Uh, has the ability to contact you and Kim. So, honey, will you please um, let them know? Where can we find you, Dr. Berger? You Best can place. find me on the corner of Weatherly. W, the website. The, the website is got a lot of information. www.rejuvalife.md. R E J U V A L I F E.md. Rejuvalife.md. And Kim, where can we find you? Yes, probably on the streets helping people shop and flirt. But beyond that, you can go to my website, EliteImageMakeovers.com. You can see all my before and after pictures, which is really fun to do to see the impact. And also my new podcast, Charisma Quotient, which is in iTunes if you want to hear more about style, confidence, and dating. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Dr. Berger. Uh, honey, thank, uh, you. thank you. And I just want to say that um, you get to a certain age, everybody, and you know what? No one's perfect. There it is. No, no one's perfect. I'm not. Robbie is, is not. No. I love him. He's 61. I'm 55. I love him exactly the way he Must is. Must you really go there? And uh, you get a little more, I mean, hopefully as you age, you just get a little bit more forgiving and accepting. Can I just piggyback off of that? Perfection is paralysis, actually. And I find that to be true. And when you can just do one thing, like you were saying in the beginning of the show, that that impacts you and the way that you feel about yourself, it snowballs, right? And and start small for the bigger change. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Dr. Berger. 
And uh, we will see you next week. Next week. Um, the shows? episode is called Crazy Chicks and Bad Boys. Are you wow. addicted to chaos? Okay. Who hasn't been? Oh, I love that. Emails Come on, coming in. People. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, Thanks, everybody. Uh, we will see Thanks, next everybody week. around the world and yes. to our friends and family. And uh, we are done being single, and hopefully you are, too. See you next week on Done Being Single.